0: minute 89 of the Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into the Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob. And I'm (laughs) (laughs) J-Dub. And joining me today is J-Dub of Dubzism. Welcome back to the show J-Dub.
1: Welcome back and I I don't know why I just decided to jump your line there but uh,
0: you know sorry. <laughs> no, that's great. It's fun. It, it keeps things a little diverse, a little different, you know. People won't expect it. So, you know, as I always say, expect the unexpected. You know, as they... Well, uh, then that one. Exactly. Episode 89 begins with Strachwitz finally putting the pieces of the puzzle together and goes all the way till Ives looks desperately around him. So, we're, we're back in another pivotal scene in the movie. Yesterday, at the end of the minute, we reached a point where Strachwitz was starting to figure out that something is uh a foul because of the the way that, that Werner is able to pour coffee into the ground and somehow disappears. So he quickly jumps up and realizes that there's something very suspicious here. And and he looks up and and I I like the way that, that you see him just for a fraction of a second looking at the edges of the stove and then you see on his face that that everything just is coming together. And then he realizes that wait a second, it's the exact same size as those planks that were underneath the 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 that mattress. So I mean and and it happens so quickly. I mean we're talking within seconds. I, I think they, they might have had the character do this a little bit too fast, but regardless, it still works. It still comes across in, in a great way that you see how his 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 head basically explodes from from the notion that he just figured it out, hmm. and so he jumps up, takes out the, the the two planks, and then he takes the planks and hits the chimney of the stove, which it you'd wonder why he's doing that. You know, how does he know that that's something that 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 will easily come apart? Do you have any thoughts on that one? Well, because if
1: you were not moving the thing regularly, you would have the chimney pretty securely tightened. Otherwise, you're going to fill up your living
0: space with carbon monoxide. Correct. But how does he know that he can so easily displace, you know, that chimney? Because I, I think
1: he suspects that the tunnel is underneath it, and that's why the coffee's draining through the floor.
0: Okay. All right, that's, that is a fair assumption. My, my, I just looked at it and I said to myself, okay, uh, even if I suspected something was underneath, my, my first thought is not going to be to break the chimney, you know, to, to bust it open. Well, breaking
1: breaking the chimney confirms my suspicion. If I hit the chimney and it's firmly bolted in place and all I do is dent the pipe, then there might not be anything underneath it. Right. But if the chimney is easily removed, because you have to understand I mean, if you're going to dig a tunnel under a stove in a POW barracks, you have to be able to move everything quickly.
0: Yes, and uh, obviously he's also scorching hot. He knows that. I mean, you see how much vapor comes out when he knocks that chimney. You know, when he opens that that area on the on the on, on the chimney.
1: Uh, true. Either that, or he's just a destructive kind of guy.
0: Yeah. Because the question is, you know, he's going to have to explain himself. If, if he's wrong, <laughs> right? Why did you break it? Well, I suspected that they were doing something wrong there. Apparently, he was right in this in this particular case. Now, I love the fact that that now we get to see the prisoners once again outside. You know, they they heard the screaming beforehand, but they're they're all now looking at the barracks. But how do they really know what's going on in the barracks? Because. Did they hear him, you know, bang against the, the, the chimney there? Uh, the well, sparks, what else? it is, because because Danny is so shocked that he even drops his cup of you know his, his his cup of booze. Well,
1: what else is there for him to find? I mean, you would think. I mean the the effort to make a tunnel and to conceal it. What else could they possibly have? So when they start hearing the stove getting moved, they kind of got to know the jig is up at that point, don't you think?
0: Yeah, but can my my question is, can they hear them moving the stove? Because again, the 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 prisoners are moving the stove very easily, you know, and and as stealthily and as silently as possible.
1: But when the guards are moving it, they obviously don't care about being stealthy.
0: Well, they haven't started moving it yet. What they've done is just just you know hit hit the stove the the the. the Stove top the pipe or stove pipe. This was probably right? stove pipe. calling
1: chimney stove pipe. Yeah. Right.
0: Well, they're exactly. obviously
1: going to hear that, but I think I think we are. I'm a couple of seconds ahead of you from where you're at, so I'll just let you keep
0: going. Right. No, it just it, it, to me it's it's a little strange that they can hear that. They heard they heard Werner screaming, but did did you know? Is it that loud? You know when he when he bangs against the the chimney. That that's the question. Again, it's effective. That that that's the point here. You know, all the all you know, they have a whole bunch of of the POWs standing up and looking at the, the barracks to try and figure out what's going on. Again, this goes back to what we were discussing earlier this week about the great editing that they do here. You know, how they well, back and forth. Try it this way:
1: if you know, how much do they actually have to hear to figure out that something is being discovered? Because the tunnel is probably the
0: only thing in there. To be discovered. True, but but again, Danny drops his cup, so he he hears or sees something, and before he drops that cup, you know, or
1: are we back dropping to dropping it on the
0: suspicion that that maybe they found it? They know that something that it was found.
1: Or are we back to a, dis- a discussion of a couple of days ago, like how much were they actually drinking? How strong is the moonshine?
0: You know. <laughs> okay, That's a, that is a very good point. So at this point, uh, the guards, both Strachwitz and, and the third guard, which I can't remember his name. It's not Frick. They're, they're able to, to place the, the, the uh, blocks of, uh, of wood on the right spots in on the stove. And they, they pick up the stove and in a very strange way, pick it up and move it. You know, obviously they're not as, they, they haven't mastered yet how to move a stove, how to move a, a boiling hot stove off of a, a tunnel trap.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You know, but they do it. Yes, they, and they do it very effectively with the way that they do it. At this point, they start speaking in German. You know, we have would say, das ist es also. The the response to that is, again, the, the prisoners can somehow hear it. We, he, we see him, he realizes that there is something going on here. And I, it's interesting that he's able to find which tile to, to pull up quite quickly. You know, we, we had the discussion a few weeks ago when they actually put this in that, you know, Henley said that he knows he's got tiles that'll fit in perfectly there, meaning that they'll have tiles that that it won't look as if something is going on there. Apparently, Shafritz is a lot smarter than we thought because he's able to figure it out. You know, he, he quickly within within literally ten seconds is able to, to 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 find out how to pull up the the block of tiles and lift it up and discover underneath Tom. Well now,
1: how long how long do you think uh, that that guard's been inspecting barracks?
0: I mean, you would think after a while he's going to know what he's looking for. Uh, yeah, but I'm assuming that that what he found now is definitely not something that he's found before. You know, well, right, but yeah. that is I mean it's you know something's not right, something's going to stand out. So that's why he went right to it. Uh-huh. okay, all right, that 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 is fair. Um, again, we had this discussion weeks ago. You know, this is supposed to be a brand-new camp. So, you know, the the, the tiles are all should look, you know, spick and span, completely new. You know, they've been there just a few months already at this point. You know, everything's brand new. This wasn't a camp that was used beforehand. Basically, once he picks up the tiles on top of the tunnel, the jig is up. You know, they, they know that, that he's actually found the tunnel, and he starts uh, blowing on his whistle. <laughs> Arm in the camp, foul. <laughs> it, well, sports analogies. This is the moment
1: where the you know when the whistle is blowing, the the prisoners across the board know that the jig is up, and if they were all in a cartoon, thought bubble would pop up over their head that says crap. Although my notes have another word that's not so family friendly, so I'm sticking with crap.
0: Uh, you can say whatever you want; it'll just be
1: cut. <laughs> you know. Um, I, I don't want to make the editing harder than it that, than it has to be. So the word is crap, and they know they know the jig is up. The tunnel's been found, like we led up to at the end of yesterday's podcast. The heavy weather's coming now. Now it's just how much rain's going to fall.
0: Exactly. There's no question about that. And yeah, so we we, we get to see reactions of a lot of the characters to, to everything that's going on. You have you know Mac and and Ives who were just quite uh, jolly. And drunk yesterday, <laughs> realizing that uh, things are not as hunky-dory as as they both made out made it out to be yesterday. Right. You know, basically, uh, Max screams out, "Oh my God, they found Tom!" I, I love that he, he does it so dramatically. It's great. <laughs> and you know, then you have Henley. At this point, you have all these prisoners. You know, turn around, and a lot of them run towards the different barracks, and you see Henley. You know, getting drunk with lies you know, and he's, he's pointing to his canteen and uh, at this point also, you know, he, he realizes that it's just great the way that they, they did this. And then you, you get to see Ives, who just stays back. And once again, we get to see how broken a character he is. Now, now, Angus Lenny does such a great job with this with this character because of the fact that, you know, we get to see him go from, from extreme to extreme throughout the entire movie. You know, his, his emotions are, are just... Perfectly done, because on the one hand you have him, you know, uh, jolly and happy when he's getting ready to try and escape, and then then each time, you know, he gets uh, sadder and sadder as he thinks that that everything is 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 doomed, and then uh, just uh, yesterday we discussed the fact that that he's starting to get hope, and he's dancing a, a, a familiar Scottish jig, <laughs> and then he's back to being completely without any direction. You know, he's, he's that's it. Oh, you just, you
1: just said the magic word that I was going for here. Do you remember a couple of days back when we were on this topic and we, we went through the, the baseball lineup of like, who's the leadoff hitter? Who's the cleanup hitter? Who's this guy? Who's that guy? And as I'm watching this minute, I thought, oh, we missed something in that batting order and somewhere between four or five and six, we've got to get the director in here because the way all these shots are framed allow oh, for so much of that acting that you're talking about the you know the, 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 the facial expressions the the communication without speaking uh, you know, the nonverbal stuff and then you know like when we talked about you know the shots from inside the barracks to the prisoners in the yard and all of those things whether it's whether it's the direction or the editing. That's a huge part of this movie that I think we missed in that. And when you said direction, it, it, it clicked in my
0: head. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there's no question. John Sturgis does an amazing job directing this movie. We've discussed this before, but Daniel Fapp does, is great as a cinematographer. And this is edited by Ferris Webster, which that was the only Oscar nomination for this Star movie was its editing, which is superb. There's no question about uh, the, the way that they've done this. Because as, as you pointed out, they... They're able to say so much with pictures and without words. And they just do do it so well.
1: Well, like I said, in the five minutes that we're talking about, there's less than 100 words of dialogue.
0: Yes, that's correct. And it's not needed in in some of these uh, instances. I mean, in this one, just showing Angus Lenny, I have standing there completely broken, says so much about it, especially for those those of us who know what's going to happen tomorrow, because that also uh, adds a lot to... What we see in this minute. Yep. But I love the way how they they completely. You know, we we have a scene here with hundreds and hundreds of extras, and they're able to clear them out within seconds, so that you just have a shot of Ives standing there all alone. You see the garbage pails in the back. You see uh, what 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 if if you pay attention, you can see the garbage pail that that uh, that tilts used last week. To set off the, the firecracker or whatever it was. I mean, I think, I think we established that, that, uh, he poured booze inside the, the, the garbage can and threw a match in there. Yes. But the lid flew off and you still see the lid standing, you know, the lid's in the same spot on the ground right behind him. They just cleared out all the extras and they, they, they did that so well. And then they have him, you know, he walks towards the camera and then the camera moves in at the same time, you know, to, to give us a, a better frame shot. Of who Ives is, and and you know how much this part of the scene is affecting this character so much more so than than anything else that we've seen up until now in this movie, or perhaps even after this uh, after the scene, from what we will see later.
1: And then for for another callback here, real quick, um, when we were talking about the moonshine and how potent it was. Well, that's what he just blew the lid off a trash can with. And this is the stuff these guys are drinking. So... Well, he did tell
0: them not to smoke.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, you know, I'm trying to inject a little levity here because the tone here is getting darker and darker, and um, you know, it's it's not going to get any better as we get towards the end of this
0: scene. At this point, the the, the, the guards open up the gates and they bring in a whole bunch of other guards. to to try and check what's going on. We get a quick shot of of Henley and Blythe once again as the guards are still running by. And then we get Ashley Pitt. We get another shot of a whole bunch of the prisoners standing there watching what's going on. You see Ashley Pitt's next to him, and Ashley Pitt says out loud, it's the tunnel. Then the guards all run around and and form around 105. Now, how do they all know where they're supposed to be running to? I mean, we don't see Straftus outside. You know, he blew a whistle. Do you think that the, the whistle was signaling, you know, come to one hundred five?
1: Um, well, I mean, uh, Captain Von Trapp orders his kids around pretty well with a whistle and the sound of music, so you know, maybe it's maybe it's
0: a German Austrian thing. I don't know. Uh maybe. That's a good point. <laughs> maybe 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 they, they recaptured him and you know, he he's the one who's actually blowing the whistle. He's Schecklitz. <laughs> Von Trapp is is Schattwitz.
1: I, I will never look at Christopher Plummer the same way again. <laughs> exactly,
0: and then the end of this minute gives us another great shot of Ives, where you just see him looking around, completely lost. You know, he looks back and yeah. forth to the. He first looks. He looks to the left. He looks to the right, and you know that something big is going to happen.
1: Yeah, and this is this is what I was alluding to earlier, and this is. This is why, I, like I said earlier, I tried to do the horse Blinder thing where I'm only watching these scenes minute by minute. But this was the part I couldn't do it because a, it's so obvious, like you said, that something bad is coming, and b, I've seen this movie, I know what's coming, and you know that's why. You know, when we, we yesterday we talked about uh, you talked about the the spitball, and we I brought up a Gaylord Perry reference. I said, you know, there's there's going to be a hidden sports analogy coming that's about um doctoring baseballs and so i went to one that's on that topic and it focuses more on the bumbling of the german guards finding the stove than what's about to happen at the end of this this minute which i will let you wrap us up before i get to that
0: right as as we said i mean you, you see that the music here is also gives us an indication that something is about something more oh yeah something is about to happen and elmer bernstein as i mentioned so many times does such an amazing job with the the music in this movie because he gets the tones just right and here you know that that something's happening you have nothing else to discuss about this yep. minute why don't you give us your hidden sports analogy
1: well like i said i wanted to stick to a little bit of levity with this because in tomorrow's minute um we're gonna not be able to avoid what happens. So when we when we brought up the the doctored baseballs and the the stumbling of the German guards, I went back to a moment from 1987 with the Minnesota Twins, and, and maybe you remember this Kirby boy. Puckett, um, Joe Negro, Joe ne- oh Kirby Puckett. Yeah, if, if if you're being asked about the Minnesota Twins and you don't know no, the answer, to Puckett, you're probably right. Like, Sorry. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, no, you're right. But yeah, this is this is about a pitcher, okay. Joe Negro who, in the middle of a game against the Angels, got caught scuffing baseballs with an Emery board. (laughs) And I can't do the video justice, but do yourself a favor, and anybody that's listening, just go YouTube Joe Necro Emery board. And the video is... It's part naked gun. It's part Inspector Clouseau. It's hilarious because as they're literally searching Necro for the um, emery board, he flips it out of his back pocket, and first baseman Ken Herbeck tries to stand on it, but one of the umpires watches it flip right out of his pocket, right onto the ground. You, you have to see it, but the way it, it unfolded comically It went back to your point about how the Germans were finding the stove and, you know, why was he crouching down? What was he? How did he know what they were looking for? And when you watch that video, there's a video right next to it that is Joe Negro going on the David Letterman show in the aftermath of this incident. And he shows up on stage wearing a carpenter's tool belt. He's got like a belt sander and an emery board and a nail gun. He's having fun with it. And, That's why I said, okay, I'm going, I'm going light here with this because, um, the end of this minute is not light. The next minute is definitely not light. So
0: let's have a little fun. All right. Great. So why don't you once again tell people how they can get in touch with you?
1: Dubsism, D-U-B-S-I-S-M. It's a first page search result on Google. Email dubsism at yahoo.com, dubsism.com for the blog, um, Instagram, Facebook. Any other social media platform you might care to choose, uh, carrier pigeon, smoke signal, everything—we're out there.
0: Dubs is a D U B S I S N. All right, and you can get in touch with us by uh, sending us an email: thegreatminute at gmail Our Facebook group is The Cooler. Our website is thegreatescapeminute.com. and our Twitter account is Great Escape MXM. So JW, wanna come back, uh, finish us up, finish up the week with us tomorrow?
1: if you'll keep having me i'll keep coming
0: Uh, all right i'll I'll let you (laughs) (laughs) why not why not so until tomorrow tally ho tally ho